All right, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is BC. Welcome back. Um, again, I'm out here doing the interview series. I don't know if our guest uh, will be on today. Again, um, we had to reschedule uh, from last week, so we're still kind of ping-ponging back and forth. But I wanted to come on and honor the time on the schedule and do a podcast for you guys that I could share here on Facebook. I'm streaming this on Twitch. It gets uploaded to YouTube. The audio gets um, uploaded as well to, um, you know, iTunes, all that stuff, right? You guys know I don't really pay attention too much to the technological stuff, right? I'm just here to to help and give the content. But this is something I want to cover today, right? And this is very dear to me, right? Uh, lately, I've become a lot more invested in my students, put a lot more time and effort into revamping and improving everything about myself, what I offer the world, getting the message out more. My second YouTube channel is starting to really catch a lot of traction. I think pretty soon we'll be able to monetize it. And then we're off to the races, right? But really, I titled this on Twitch, and I couldn't change it here on, on, um, on Facebook. But I titled this "Humble Yourself," and this is what I mean, because you know I attack that word from a traditional standpoint, because people will erroneously go around saying, "Oh, you need to humble yourself," and they'll use it incorrectly. I'm going to discuss with you today the true meaning behind it. And then what I mean and what I'm referencing when I discuss it and when I bring it up, okay? As an example, me as a student, when I learn from my teachers and the coaches that I've learned over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, when I go around them, I humble myself around them. I'm not there to show out, get attention. I'm there to learn from them. I paid them the money. We exchange, event, coaching, whatever it is. I humble my ass and I sit there in person on Zoom with my notepad and pen, I don't question shit and I'm ready to learn. I sit in the front. I'm the first one to leave, the last one to, to uh, first one to show up, last one to leave. And they will confirm that for you. They ask for a volunteer, my hand goes up first. Why? I humble myself around them. I'm not trying to, to one up them or look cool around them. I have no problem saying, hey, sir, ma'am, I'm here for you. L let's learn. Oh, man, it was great. There's no ego here or pride. That, that, that's what this means. That means. And I, re I really want to, to, to push this to people, right? Because it seems to have been lost in translation. It really does. And it, it really upsets me because somebody will even raise their hand at times and ask for help. I will take time out of my day sometimes, even for free, to just help somebody right in person or whatever online. And because they refuse to humble themselves and say, hey, okay, I have an issue. I, I raise my hand, but I will willingly accept that I have this issue, I have this problem, right? Then the information that's given to them, the help that's extended to them, won't even make it there because they miss this crucial step. They miss this crucial step. Because if you miss that, if you miss that step, the information falls upon deaf ears. The person has acknowledged, has not acknowledged that they need any help. And they're raising their hand and kicking and screaming, but nothing is going to be done. And I see so many people in this position. And that's why they refuse to, to get any help and they cannot improve. And they can't improve. Because the person refuses to put their ego and their pride and all this other stuff to the side and you now usher in the era of social media, forget it. 
because now people, again, everything is public now and they're ashamed. They're more ashamed about people finding out that they have an issue or potentially they're not doing good in their life and their business than they are about actually solving the problem. That becomes a major concern. And it's nuts. It's nuts. People can't raise their hand, right? Like I've recently had record months. Last year in February, I had a record month where I made over $230,000 in a month. And I've had months since then where I only make 30 or 40 grand. That's, you multiply uh, 230,000 times 12. What is that? Almost 3 million, right? But then I've gone under what you would do as a millionaire as well. And I've had fluctuations, you know, back and forth. I've had good and bad, relatively speaking, but I have no problem raising my hand and saying, hey, I had an issue in admitting that to people. I have no problem opening up my books and doing that stuff. But see, my ego and pride isn't caught up in this thing. Just whether I'm a student or I'm the teacher or I'm the creator online or whatever it is. And I see the stone cold rookie like I was 10 years ago unable with what little bit they have now to raise their hand and say, hey, th this is where I'm at. I'm starting a business with zero biz business experience, but hey, we're going to go at it. We're going to figure it out. Hey, you know, I really want to improve my relationships. I've never been in a relationship or I've been in shitty relationships, but hey, let's make it better. But I need to first admit and acknowledge where I'm at. Again, not for the world, for yourself. I'm not talking about advertising this online. I'm talking about with you and your process. Because many of you, even when you step to me to get help, you have a lot of pride and ego where you get mad and you nitpick and you don't want to listen and you don't show respect. Many of you have lack respect showing up to a call with me to talk about real, the brokerage, right? And, and, and kind of what that looks like or even a strategy call to help you with your business and get on my coaching or anything like that. I've had instances where people show up with lack of respect. And it's like, dude, are you kidding me? How could you take up an offer like that and not show up respectfully? I mean, it just blows my mind. I, I could never imagine going to one of my teachers or somebody I looked up to and showing disrespect like that. It just doesn't make any sense. Unless one would be caught up in their ego and prideful and, well, no man is better than me. It's like, dude, squash that. This individual that I'm learning from is much better than me, at least in this category, and I can acknowledge it. That doesn't make me any less of a person, but I have to be able to acknowledge that this person is doing better than me and X, Y, Z, and I'm here to learn from them about it, all right? And I put my ego and all this stuff to the side so much that you know what? I could not even like the person and I can learn from them, and I have no problem admitting it. I don't like that person, but they're great at what they do. You see, it takes a bigger and better person to be able to admit those things and do it. And you have to be a little bit more evolved. And as time goes on, I really begin to, to think that in most cases with the content that I put out, I really have to go back to like the basic stuff because as we start advancing and me wanting to give more, people still haven't digested and implemented the beginning stuff. So it's, it's much more difficult for them to get this, this last part. Because they have to first go through step one, two, three, four, five to start acknowledging and implementing and assimilating step four, five, six, seven, eight. Because this first point, people won't even acknowledge. There's a lot of hard-headed people out there, right? I show up to events even where I speak as a better student than a lot of people who are there just to learn. It's unreal, dude.
and I have to I have to bring this up because these same people will say, oh, I want to achieve what they want to achieve and make this money and do this and have this recognition. Dude, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen unless you take this step, right? And that's why I always tell people one of the first things to do because this is this 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 hits us in the fields as human beings is admit to the world where you're at. Post something on your wall on Facebook or admit something on your Instagram or whatever it is that you know would make you uncomfortable people knowing. Do it. That's the first step to rid yourself of this chain that's attached to your soul that's destroying you. It's okay to have tough times in business. I have in the past. I continue to have it now, right? Overall, the trajectory, yes, I've grown. I've made millions and I've done a lot. But that doesn't mean that I still struggle, dude. Even right now, I give so much shits. Like I care so much about my students that sometimes even the ones that don't want to put in effort, I'm like, dude, how can I figure out a way to literally be a psychic and get in this person's brain and help them take action? Like to that extent where it starts to affect me. That's not a cool position to be in because before I had students, I was just trying to help the people around me and trying to force personal development on them and all these other things. Okay. So we now have our, our guest who came on. I'll bring him on and we'll continue this, uh, this subject later. Dustin, what's up, my friend? How you doing, Brian? Man, sorry about that. You know what? When you're traveling all over the planet, which I do, uh, internet is just the bane of your existence. It's just one of those things that you just gotta kind of get used to and ebb and flow around those things. You can get you can control pretty much everything else, but internet, my God, internet in Costa Rica, it's amazing right now. It's great, great experience this morning. <laughs> I had Hello, a couple bro. shows this morning. Yeah, it's fun. Hell yeah, man. So yeah, we're, we're rolling right into it, dude. I just, I just kind of went right and started, but if you want to jump right in, give a I quick introduction you. and then we'll, we'll get started. Oh, fantastic. Well, my name is Dustin Pritchard. I'm an executive mentor with Beat Mega Mentors. We specialize in helping teams and team leaders uh, approach other agents and business partners with a production-focused value proposition so that you can build a relationship with value first before asking them to join your company and your opportunity. That's how all the big names are doing it. That's how the, you know, the other guys that, you know, you are familiar with also do it as well. It's all about attracting people to you because people join people. They don't join companies and opportunities. They join you. They join your atmosphere and your environment. So that's kind of what we do. And how did, sure. like, what's the, what's the background to, that led you into that? Because I'm sure people would wonder, like, how do you end up in that position? You know what I mean? Well, I've been, I've been running high-performance sales teams for the last 20 years. Like, my last iteration was a real estate broker that I built from absolutely nothing to $4.5 million a year in, in, in sales. So uh, we were doing, like, 843 trades as my last year as CEO. So not too bad. Like, not the biggest team on the planet and certainly not small either. Like we ate up a lot of market share. And the thing that we we're really proud of is that we were about three times more profitable than the other guys just because we applied systems and efficiencies and we attracted the right kind of business partners to us. Is you know, the industry average across the board in, in multiple industries across North America is that only 10% of agents actually make over $100,000 a year. 50% of our students were able to make six figures because we have systems and processes to help them hit the production levels and things like that. So I've been doing this for a little while and uh, I saw. Sold that brokerage because the writing was on the walls like it was a brick and mortar outfit yep. right so you know in order for me to expand the operation i had to expand my risk like literally double the risk first and then you go and try to make up that money so you can keep your doors open and right. it just was not it's not a sustainable business model anymore 
right? Mm -hmm. You know it, I know it, you know, like all most of us cats on this call right now know it too. And so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to sell it and rebuild the entire operation, everything that I do, all focused online and serving people that I wanted to serve. You know, I got mm -hmm. myself to that executive team builder, that executive level. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to hang out with my contemporaries. I wanted to be able to, you know, build wealth with my friends and show other people how, like, you've done it, I've done it, how people like us have actually done this and build massive teams and massive operations. Because there's a lot of people that actually want to do that. They just don't know how. You know, they go from sales, they're in sales, they're doing really well in sales, maybe they make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, they're doing really well. And then they want to transition into the business side of building the operation, running a sales team. Those mm. are two different hats, two different skill sets, right? So a lot of people don't know how to make that transition. That's kind of that's kind of why I did what I did. You know, I rebuilt everything under B Mega under this banner to show people and help them and hold their hands and, and to 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 build alongside them. And not just like, hey, you know, I'm a coach and I wrote a book. It's like, no, dude, I'm doing this every single day. I'm working this business mm. just like I tell you to work the business using the same tools, the same systems, everything across the board. So what was that like when you started rolling out the whole online side? I mean, was it scary? Was it kind of just automatic for you to, to kind of transition to it and it was pretty simple? Or what, what did that process look like? Because for a lot of people, um, I'm yeah. sure they can relate that to their situation, even though they may not have done the same thing. That seems like yeah. such a sharp turn to take, you know? Well, yeah, it is. It was just like the, the, the problem that I had, and I'll start with the problem first, and the, the motivation behind it is, you know, I, I built a gilded cage for myself. I built this beautiful business. Like it was 5,000 square foot office, polished concrete floors, glass walls. I had the beautiful white office, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm sitting here as a CEO and I'm like, yeah, I'm proud of myself. And I'm like, Fuck. dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm trapped. I can't do the shit that I want to do. I, I want to travel. I want to be free. I want to be able to go and explore. That's, that's who I am, right? Yeah. And so I realized I had this aha moment that, Oh my God, I put all this work, all this energy, and I built this animal. And if I don't show up every day, it goes away. If I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm not hustling, if I'm not motivating, if I'm not, if I'm not driving the fuel behind this thing, then it disappears and it doesn't really have any longevity. I really had just built myself a job. So um, I, I had to. I had to learn how to go online. I had to go digital because I wanted to live my life. Like I'm a traveler, like I said. Costa Rica right now. In a couple of weeks, I'm driving to Tulum, Mexico, where I'm going to yeah. live there for six months in paradise, right? You know, once I realized, like, shit, you know, I can actually live in paradise and do effective work at the same time and grow my business, hit my ambitions and all yeah. those things, I, I couldn't look back. I Like, once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. So I had to learn the skills. So I had the deep motivation to learn the skills, become uncomfortable. But uh, believe it or not, I'm actually an introvert. Like a hardcore introvert, I'll, I'll cross the street if I see you coming along. That kind of introvert, like social anxiety, mm -hmm. it, I learned how to get over that stuff just because the motivation was strong enough. Right? But uh, the transition, it took a minute. It did take a minute because uh, on one side you got all these people saying, "Hey, you're really good at motivating people. You're really good at standing on stage and running a team and rah 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 and building that business." But I don't think it's going to work online because you don't have that like you don't have that energy going back and forth. And mm -hmm. I had that sitting in my mind. I was trying to build online and then you know um but that desire was still there so i learned the skills i, I did events i did little events i did meetings all kinds of trainings you know speaking engagements courses things like that it's just every single little tiny piece of content that i created every course that i created everything just 
built on that skill, built on that confidence, built on that ability. And before you know it, like I'm, I'm running operations in multiple verticals in multiple industries, all online from my computer from Costa Rica. I don't actually have to do anything but just live my life and turn on the computer, which is amazing. That's amazing, bro. Um, and, you know, one point that you brought up earlier, I reiterate this to people all the time and I kind of hit that wall myself is, you know, when you build up your business and you're the salesperson and you're rocking and rolling and then building out the operation and the team, two different hats, two different skill sets, right? Mm -hmm. what, what would you say or because I know there's a million of them, but maybe two or three major kind of um, we can say choke points or issues that people run into as they're making that transition. Well, the big choke point that I find is that a lot of sales guys are really good at uh, gathering a handful of people around, right? So like I'm, I'm talking about, okay, you're, you're doing really well in the field. You are deciding that yeah, I want more or I want better, or I want my time back because it's a lot of, that's in a lot of cases, a lot of people are like, they're hustling, grinding in the sales, but they want the life back. They want the time back. They're earning great money, but they haven't earned time yet. So they start thinking, okay, I want to get into a business side of this business so that I can earn that time back. Let other people do the sales and I can, I can make the money. The, the problem is, is that there's a natural bottleneck in team building across, like across North America. The average team size is five. And that's, yeah. Typically because you've got a superstar leader and you got three or four people that want to learn from that person or, you know, you've leveraged, say, a buyer's agent in real estate or an appointment setter in, in insurance and things like that. So you're leveraging a small group of people because you've got the skill set to be able to just inspire and lead a, a small group of people. Yeah. But a small group doesn't actually give you any kind of leverage. It's still a job. It's, it's yep. really just you're just you're just changing the way you're creating cash flow. Right. As opposed to, you know, and you're still trading time for dollars. You don't you don't really apply a lot of leverage to it until you get to the point where you're, you're running 30, 40, 50 people. So the biggest thing that I find people have trouble you know, transitioning is is creating culture around themselves and managing and inspiring people to, to learn the things that they need to learn to be successful, essentially replacing yourself. Right. That's the biggest problem that a lot of people have is that you know, you're good at sales, but teaching somebody else how to be just as good at sales. That's that's difficult for a lot of people because a lot yeah. of people are like, no, no, I could do it better. Or oh, you missed that deal. So let me just close that or let me fix that. Or you just set them up and I'll knock them down. And that doesn't really that doesn't really create a well-rounded salesperson. Right. So that's the that's the really big uh, that's the big problem that a lot of team builders have. And then the second problem is that there's a no man's land between. You know, what you're able to do naturally with your natural ability as a salesperson and, and building a small team around you and then building all the operational pieces that you need to run an organization. Because running 40, 50, 60 people is a different animal completely from running a, a handful of people that, hey, let's go hit the field and we're just going to make some money together. It's a very, very big difference, yeah. right? There's everything from meeting structures to timing to, you know, the training systems, the onboarding processes, you know, motivation hiring and firing like who's your team avatar all those different elements are so important and people aren't really taught that right because yeah. the, the companies are really good at teaching you how to sell the company and sell the product right but they're not really really good at teaching you how to build a business inside of that ecosystem you know and that's kind of that's kind of what i like to do that's awesome man so um in, in regards to like the scope of people from different industries and maybe the amount of teams and people that you work with i mean what has that number yeah. gone up to now at this point oh um hundreds hundreds so one two three 
three verticals. I've got insurance, real estate, and mortgage finance. Uh, some business consulting on the side, so executive level business consulting as well on a one-hour-to-hour -hour basis. I, I do that because I like to do it, and it's so much fun, but it's yeah. not a business operation. Like if I can't apply leverage, then it's not something that I want to fill up my calendar with, right? Because then you're just, you're just going to work. You have another job. So yeah. um, over over the last 20 years, I've, I've probably touched, like, 3,000, 4,000 agents, uh, building organizations in multiple verticals is, is a lot of fun too. Cause it's uh, like what we do every single day as a team leader, it's the same. It doesn't really, it does matter, but it doesn't really matter the product that you're selling. It's just what you're selling. You just have to learn how to sell that properly. Insurance, real estate, finance, whatever it is, but running an actual sales team in commission sales, especially when we have residual income stock awards and other elements as well that we can that we can tap into and really build a business within these kinds of structures that's uh yeah man that's 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 so much fun like and almost anybody can do this if you can run a team in real estate you can run a team in insurance if you, if you can build a team in insurance you can have a finance team and a lot of times these teams they actually ebb and flow into each other they level they they, they create a value ladder a value ladder for you as a leader, for your people to be able to tap into various different ways to serve the customer, which is super fun. So they, they kind of they weave together. It's really yeah. interesting, right? Because you have these, these separate pods of people that are all operating in their vertical, but you've got dual licenses that do a couple of different things. Yep. You've got referral networks going back and forth between people. And the entire time, you're just like getting a little piece, getting a little piece, getting a little piece. And it's, yeah. it's really cool to be able to run that kind of, uh, that kind of, it's, it's a little bit more fluid, but yeah. man, it's, it's so much fun. That's awesome. So, um, in regards to like the team dynamic, uh, yeah. especially the last, like I would say three or four years, we've seen this, this huge change from like traditional brick and mortar to more like digital, especially with the evil C word that came in that shut everything down. Right. I don't even know if we can say the word anymore. Right. Like, <laughs> In regards to from like your perspective or just in general, like what are some of the major shifts and changes you've seen since we've gone from more like brick and mortar to now everything being digital and Zoom and online and that kind of stuff? Um, I think necessity is the mother of invention. And, and at the end of the day, a lot of people that we could have done this. I was doing this before COVID hit, right before the pandemic and before the industries. You're talking real estate because you come from real estate, right? Because yeah. a lot of these other verticals, they've already figured this out. Insurance has already been doing this for decades, right? Yeah. And then real estate figured out how to do it with a couple of different companies. And they started carving out some large market share because they simply outperformed the competition. Yep. So when a real estate agent starts seeing other people start becoming successful and team builders running teams, but doing it virtually without the brick and mortars, like, you know, all those self-doubts, all those questions like, wait, I need a closing room. I don't need a closing room. What are you talking about? I don't need those things. I don't need the expensive office. I, man, yep. I, I, I turn my half a million dollar a year burn into 16, $20,000 a year in expenses, which I offset with residual income and other ways to offset yep. that. Like it, it doesn't cost anything to do this business anymore, right? Yeah. So I think the biggest shift is just, oh, it can be done. This is possible. Yeah. We can run a real estate business this way. This is doable. Like other people are becoming successful. It's almost like, you know, they all of a sudden they give everybody permission to go do it. And then once they see it, they just, they can't stop. It's, 
it's like the major, like all the all the um, the great walkouts that are happening across North America, right? With all these companies losing employees and unable to keep people because people are understanding, like, shoot, I can actually run. I can do two full-time jobs right now and I can do it virtually and I can do it in half the time that it took me to work my full-time job where I had to go to the office. Yep. Right. And once people start understanding that, that their options are much, much greater than they used to be. Uh, yeah. That's the big thing. Mindset shift. The whole industry is starting to realize that, Oh wait, I don't need all those things that the old boys are telling me that you still have to have, you know, we've all read that. You know, that book, the red and white book from, from, you know, who, right. And that was like the Bible for real estate agents to become successful team builders. And that book is, yeah. is wonderful. It's valid, but you can take all that stuff and go completely virtual with zero expenses. Almost everything you make is residual with stock, with ownership, with everything else. And you could do that today where yeah. you couldn't do that 20 years ago. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Opportunity mindset shift. Massive. Yeah. Yeah, the the especially the I would say the the rapid increase in the innovation has been cool to see, you know, because like all this stuff is happening so quickly. Um, it, but it's not just the innovation. Your your ability to grow, like a lot of like when I first started in real estate, everybody was saying, "Well, shoot, what, like I opened a brokerage within a year. I got my broker's license within two. And people, were like, what are you doing? Like people people take fifteen years to open up a brokerage, twenty years to open a brokerage. I'm like, yeah. no, why? Why? You don't need that. Tech is there. The people are there. The online is there. Like everything is there. Why takes? Why take your time? Why not go fast? Why not? And that's what these opportunities are doing. Like like anybody can join and they can get they can be broker level wealthy and free in the space of six months. It's unprecedented. Finding people to tap into that vision though is a challenge, at least from my end. That's the number one. I've surveyed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of team builders. And the number one issue that team builders have is finding great business partners. That's the number one. The second one, do you know what the second one is? Getting them to produce. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So like, what would you recommend for people who, um, who do want to find other like, like-minded or business-minded or more bigger visionary type people? Um, and maybe if they're starting like at the ground level, what would you recommend for them to kind of start moving and shaking and meeting some of these people? Because I get that question all the time. That's actually a really good question. And it segues nicely. And if I may like do a little plug, but I'm running this event in a couple of weeks and this is specifically what it's designed to do. So the very first thing that I would suggest to anybody before you start building, before you start building, before you start recruiting is get damn clear on who you are as a leader, as a person, as a human, as a business operator, as an entrepreneur, get really clear on what your values are, how you like to move through this universe, because you need to attract people that are also similar to you, right? Because you, you want to have fun. You want to enjoy yourself. You want to build wealth with your friends. You want to be incentivized to keep on doing the hard stuff. So make sure that, you know, you, you set yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with people that are cool, that are awesome, that are your tribe. Right. That's the very first thing, right, because it's going to be really, really hard for a new leader or a new builder to go out there and, and recruit somebody that's completely a different demographic, a complete different mindset, different culture set, value system. It's really going to like it takes years to build up that skill set to lead people from all kinds of different walks in life, age group, experience levels and things like that. And if you yeah. want to go quick, then get real clear on who you are, where you are, what you want to achieve. And then you need to find those people 
not everybody. You don't need everybody. You yeah. just need enough of the right people for you to build with and grow with. That's the first step. I do a team avatar work, uh, workshop and I'll be doing that at this event. I love it. When, uh, when is the event coming up? The dates? The date is October 26th. It goes from one o'clock until four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You're actually on the event. So Mr. Brian Caselli is actually one of the panel speakers on the event as well, talking about team. Uh, the first hour is a team of uh, a panelists. It's a team of panelists, people that are team builders, hyper, hyper successful team builders, coaches, mentors, that type of thing. So we get to ask lots of questions and have a jam session. Uh, the second hour is a massive workshop. It's just a uh, workshop on how to approach agents and attract them with production focused value. That's the second one. And then we just have a fun game at the end of the last hour is we just have, I call it freedom fighters. I do this every week with my team and the job is really just to book three way calls with your leader. That's it. You just book three way calls, fill up your, fill up your mentor, your team leader, mm -hmm. anybody that is higher than you in the organization that can help you close, you fill that cat's calendar. That's what we do in the third in the yeah. Thursdays, right? It's just book those appointments. Now that you know who you want, now you know what they look like, taste like, smell like, where they live, what they what they do, what your team avatar is. Then we go out there and we make those calls. We start talking. Love it, man. So um, yeah, beyond that, right? With, with some of the lifestyle changes and what it's been creating for you and the life it's allowed you to live. I think when we had our first call, you were at your your place in Costa Rica, right? Are you still there or are you traveling right now? Yeah. No, I'm in a different place in Costa Rica now. So I'm, uh, I, yeah, I just, uh, so my favorite thing to do because it's been, this business has been, is that your side? Is that your side? Okay, good. So my, my favorite thing to do guys is to help people do something that has been so impactful for me. Like this business has been so good to me and Brian, this business has been real damn good to you too. Right. And what I like to do is I like to help people achieve the same thing, but a lot of people, they, they fall into a business, right? They fall into a job. They like, Oh, this opportunity. So I'll start it. And then they never, they never leave or they're always there. Right. They're not building with intention. They're yeah. just building by accident. Right. And a lot of that happens. So the, the first thing that I do with people is I, I, I ask them, like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to live? How do you want to exist? What if you didn't have to make any money ever again? Like, I'm not saying that you're rich, but I'm just saying that you have enough cash flow coming in every single month, no matter what you do. You can sleep in today. You're making money. You can go rafting like I did two weeks ago, or you can go to the Caribbean like I did on the weekend, any of those things, and you're getting paid, right? So if you were getting paid no matter what how would you live your life where would you live what would you be doing right that's the output that's what we want our business to create for us is that opportunity to have that life because your business will spit that life out like it is on an assembly line just like a volkswagen that starts with just tire car you know tires yeah. and doors and windows and an engine and stuff at the beginning of the assembly line at the end it rolls off and is ready to rock and roll for you what's your life what's your dream life so you know, I teach people like if you get really, really good at understanding what your dream life is and you step into that dream life as the avatar in your business, as the attractive character in your marketing, in your branding and in your personal brand, how you serve customers, people and everything else. Your business literally needs you to go do those things for it to keep on building and growing and becoming successful. So. I've gamified my entire life. Like I literally got to go traveling. I literally got to go do the stuff that I love to do every day because my business needs it. Yep. Right. 
So that's that's it, it's life changing. That that kind of understanding that because it came from that pain point of being the CEO in the gilded cage, yep. right? And like I never want to do that again. I never want to accidentally build something. I never want to be unintentional about what I'm doing and how I'm getting there because you can build yourself into a cage for years and years and years and all of a sudden you realize I oh, shit. I got money but I don't have time. And that's the biggest problem that most team builders have is that they are not creating money and time. That's what a lot of agents are having. They're they're just creating money and no time. Right? Yeah. People that are out there slaving away, doing a ton of deals and don't get me wrong, like produce, like kick some ass. Like Rush it out in the field. But if you want your time back, you need to create time at the same time as you're creating money. Yeah. So yeah. And at times it, it almost feels like I, um, getting people to sit down and even reflect and answer some of those basic questions is like trying to get a, a, you know, a chicken in your backyard, right? You just can't catch it. And like, it, it's been this interesting thing that I've seen, especially even with people who aren't even at the level yet where they are crushing it and making a lot of money asking yeah. people these basic questions and conversations i realized like man these people have never even considered these questions uh, ever yeah because they, they don't even like i don't know when when was it when you realized when you understood that you had that much power over your own life and where you're going to go just by building those you know building with intention and understanding with clarity where you want to end up it may not be like a perfect picture but at least yeah. the general idea like yeah. i want to build an off-grid finca a farm down here in costa rica make our own food grow our own like have our own power make our own food and, and be completely off-grid and completely free and have cabanas over here i already see it i feel it like i i smell it you know i know that's there i don't know exactly where it's going to be i don't know how big yeah. it's going to be i don't know if this could be horses or a ton of chickens i don't have all the details but i'm real damn clear that's where this universe is taking me you know what i mean and a lot of people don't like when when was it when when you had that realization you have that power like we're not taught these things it's like we're taught like hey you can dream be whatever you want to be oh i want to be an astronaut well be realistic and then you lose everything right you lose yeah. your dream yeah, because I, I kind of fell into that without even really um, knowing about that process. Because growing up, I just wanted to be a basketball player and I just focused on it. It was my passion and nothing yeah. else existed. So I kind of tapped into it without really consciously knowing about it. But I was just that kid who wanted to pursue a professional athletic career and I didn't let anything stop me. So it wasn't until I got into real estate about 10 years ago that I started picking up the books and really doing more <laughs> self-actualization exercises and really figuring myself out and seeing this side of life. Because to your point, nobody ever taught it to me. I just kind of took yeah. it into my own hands, you know. And the more we think, well, you know, the phones are out and social media. Well, a, a lot of people are just watching mindless entertainment. They're not really diving yeah. deep into stuff that's going to be transformative for them, you know. And, and exactly. And and like, but you would think, oh, well, all the information is out there, but not the right information. And people are still lost. I think now more than ever, you know. Well, there's, I think there's a reason for it. There's so much vomit out there. It's unbelievable. Like everybody and their sister calls himself a coach now. Oh, I sold four homes last month. I can teach you too. It's like, come on, man. There's so much stuff out there. It's like, it's, yeah. it's no wonder why people are confused. It's just, you know, um, what is it? Uh, um, what is it? Paralysis. It's uh, analysis paralysis and it's too yeah. many options. Right. Yeah. So what I like to do is like, there's so many people out there that can help tons there's millions right there's tons of people that you can tap into you can that you can learn from it's not about all the information out there it's really about the people that you can tap into that are of like energy like if you want to grow into something great if you want to build a great business find somebody that you can relate to somebody that you like 
Like not just like somebody that's successful. Hey, okay, great. You're super successful, Grant Cardone, but like the guy's a dick half the time, right? So would you would you really want to be in that kind of an energy? And if it's yes, then great. If it's not, then like choose your mentors. Find people that have been there, that have done that, that have the right kind of spirit, the right kind of energy, the right kind of heart set, mindset. They're taking action. They're not just a bunch of, you know, talking heads. Find somebody and tap into them. I mean, climb into their damn pocket. Learn everything you can from that one person. Don't worry about all the different things that are out there because there's millions of different ways to do a million different things, right? And you'll you'll just confuse the shit out of yourself. Just tap into a person. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Find the who. Find the who that is going to guide you, that's going to be there, because you'll just go so much faster. You don't have to do everything, and you don't have to be perfect at everything. You just get good at the things that you're good at. Get your mentor to help you find your superpowers. Help you get your mentor to give you the guidance on what you as an individual need to do in your individual business, in your individual location, with your demographic and your product, what you need to do to take the next steps to where you want to go. Hmm. That's what mentorship is about, right? It's not a sales training. It's like everybody write these sticky notes on everybody do cards. It's like like that's formulaic, right? Mentorship and team building and all that. Like everybody's a snowflake. Everybody's unique. There's so many different factors that make you uniquely you. And And a good leader, a good mentor will understand that Okay, so I'm an introvert. You would never go to tell me and say, go to a networking event. You would never do that, right? Because guess what? I would go there and I would talk to maybe me, uh, nobody. I, I'd, I'd be the guy in the corner going, hey, this is a fun event. This is wonderful. Not doing, <laughs> not doing anything, right? But I'm a monster in other areas. You wouldn't yeah. tell me to do something I'm weak at that I don't want to do. Yeah. you tell me that it's something I'm good at so that I get out there in front of enough people to actually build and grow my business, right? It's the same thing as building teams. You don't want to fill your team with a bunch of people that are zero heroes and are not going to listen to you, full of egos, not really team players, not going to lend itself to a great team culture. You're not going to do that. Why would you do that? You're just hurting yourself. Okay, so who are you? What do you want to do? Where do you want to live? How do you want to live? What are your value sets? Where are you building your business? And let's focus on bringing people together with you that you're just going to love going on this journey with. It's the name of the game right there. Isn't it, though? Have fun, make money. That's one of her core values. Have fun, make money. It's like making money is great. Like anybody can make money. If you yeah. know how to hustle, you can make money. Having fun while you're making money, now that now that's the trick. Yeah, that's the life, man. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, Dustin, I appreciate you coming on, man. I know our event is, what, 10 days away? Ten days? Yeah, it is. October 26th is the Team Builders event. Brian's going to be posting a link very shortly. Uh, follow that link. That means that you're part of Brian's team. You're going to come on to him, uh, onto, onto the event under him. And uh, when you're booking three-way calls, we're just going to have to figure out whose calendar you guys are going to fill, right? Love it, love fun. it, man. Yeah. So if um, somebody wants to reach out to you, dude, what's the best way to – is it Instagram? How should they – yeah, you know what? I'm on Facebook, uh, Dustin John William Pritchard on Facebook, and I'm on TikTok at uh, uh, Be Mega My Friends on TikTok, and on Instagram is Be Mega My Friend. Cool. All right. Yeah, so we'll make sure that when we clean this thing up and we post it, we'll put all his links below. We'll put a link to the event as well once we uh, post this and it's live. Thank you, my friend. Right I know you're, right. you're you're in beautiful Costa Rica, living the life. So. <laughs> it's all right. It's you know what I have a saying. We're a Canadian, right? We do the double negative. It doesn't suck. It's all right. It's all right. Awesome, my friend. All right. Uh, I appreciate you, my dude. I'll see you in a couple days. I know we're going all to right. the, the real event in San Diego, but as soon as we get back from that and touchdown, we're we're hitting it hard with you. 
All right. We're all over it. Thanks for having me on the show, Brian. All right. Cheers. See you soon. All right. Peace out.